The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Thursday edition, July 15th, (laughs) 2021. Why do people say at the beginning? I don't know. I've never understood why people say at the beginning of a podcast. If you don't know what day of the week it is, you shouldn't be listening to podcasts. Get your head out of the clouds. I have found people are going back and listening to episodes, which one I'm kind of surprised about because I thought we were like a you needed to listen today or it's no good. Some but would I, argue you don't need to listen at all. <laughs> but I think I think it's helpful. You know, sometimes I don't know what's going on. I just put random on my podcast. Now I know what day it is. I don't Thank know you. that you've I, I could make the argument you've never known what's going on in the sports world. Do you have a mustache? What is that dirt on your lip? You noticed. Oh, man. Okay. Mark the time. Thursday, July 15th. See, we don't have to. Now we don't have to because you already did it. Uh, Yeah, I've been I've kept this for over a week. You've seen me multiple times and you haven't noticed. But this is three weeks of growth. Disgusting. Um, Well, we'll put out some clip at some point so people can see it. I'm glad your kid isn't in public school, because if you showed up (laughs) to school like that, there's a good chance you wouldn't be able to go there again. All right, let's go. That's enough. No no more small talk. Wait, wait, wait. Not big picture. Hit Hit him with a rundown. The rundown. What's the no intro for the rundown? I want to be more gimmicky. What's the deal here? Running it down. When's the last time you went for a run? Let's talk. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're going to do uh, NBA Finals. We're actually going to talk a little NBA Finals this week. We've been making fun of everybody else for talking about it too much. We're actually going to spend a few minutes today. Then we're going to talk soccer with some dude named Jason who is not from this country. So I can't wait. I mean, that I'm right so there, excited. that's all you need to know about him. A yeah. couple other <laughs> NBA trade notes, little MLB talk. We actually have a, I believe the pronunciation is smorgasbord of, of topics nope. to hit today. That's not so right. So I am very excited. And a I new feature, too. I don't know if you saw this, I made a little note on the show, Collector's Corner. And that's how it's going to be. I will introduce it. It's in bright green, so I'm sure you did see it. I mean, it's literally the brightest thing in there. Uh, we got a new release. My favorite segment, Picks from Phone. Picks so, from Phone. I tell you, these names. I can't believe these aren't sponsored segments. Here we go. Straight Facts Homie is going to be delicious. Oh, that's Tune a big in one for that. that. Like that but mustache. before we get there. Delicious. Delicioso. Big picture. NBA Finals. I started slamming this monster. I'm feeling good about life. Oh, I can tell. White Monster, my favorite. No sugar needed. All no. right. Uh, NBA Finals game four last night. 
I think there were some card implications finally, so we're actually going to spend a minute. We're going to focus on the big four, two each. We're going to go Middleton and Giannis, 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 and CP3 and Devin Booker. Booker, if that's a game that the Suns pull out and win, despite him having 37 fouls, laughable. Um, if they win that game, I mean, Booker had 40. He played un- out of this world. He was unstoppable from the floor. I feel like this is a game, had the Suns come back and won it at the very end, we would have seen a big jump in his, just because of all the hype. They're up 3-1. They're going to win the series for sure. The kid played out of his mind. Instead, they lose. So I'm curious about him. Chris Paul with a blunder at the end. I- I've been saying this for years. I know I'm a scumbag and I'm negative and I'm a jerk. Chris Paul finds a way to not win- be on the winning team, whether it's being sick, being injured, you know, not playing up to what he's doing. Just he just finds a way to not win big series. So I do you I, think it's I, self sabotage at this point? I maybe huge turnover when they were down two at the very end of the game. They'll dribbled the ball off his foot or lost the handle. I'm sure you remember that. Been play. there, been there. <laughs> sure, you lose your <laughs> handle all the time. Long term, though, I do want to make sure we're not overreacting like some of the other podcasts. Long term, there's still no effect either way. Huge based on this one game. However, I would like to fight that point just real quick. You have said from the beginning of this podcast, because I didn't know who Chris Paul was when we first started all this. Yeah, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. Um, Chris Paul was the guy as far as stats go, but his value, his hobby value, wasn't great. And Correct. you said from the beginning, if he gets a ring, that changes something. Yeah, that's why I said after last night's game, nothing changes long term. Still long term implications based on the win or loss of the series. Okay, I wanted to clarify. That's but what you meant. I'm, this right. is not an overreaction. Hey, the Bucks are up. You know, we've won two in a row. It's tied. It's not that. Long term, though, yes. If Chris Paul doesn't win this, I think we'll see those values come down from where they are right now, long term, and rightfully so. If you don't win a championship, this is his year to do it. Everybody's been telling me CP's this unbelievable guy. I still think he's a whiny, flopping clown, but <laughs> not a clown. He's a great insurance agent. But other than that, I have my doubts about him. How many times has he been to playoffs? Do you know? Has he been mo- many to times? To the playoffs? Or, oh. or, or I'm sorry, finals, not this playoffs. This first, first finals appearance. He's been to the playoffs finals. 10 or 12 times, I bet. Wow. So, okay. Probably more than that, actually. I, the number of times they've missed, I bet, is very small. Give me some prices real quick on him. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. What, have you, what are you seeing trend-wise in the last couple of days? He dropped a little bit. So um, what was our last episode? That was three days ago, the 12th. That would be um, Monday, July 12th, 2021. God, you're, you're like a calculator. Um, on fire. Calendar? Uh, July 11th, he was selling for $1,250. Uh, he's now down to $1,200. he has been dropping the last few But he, but he had peaked at days. 15 So he's but been, he has he's peaked. Been, that's that 2005 Topps Chrome PSA 10 rookie of his. Kind of a, a hallmark rookie. Some would wait, argue wait, it's wait, not wait. as... When you say peaked at 15, you mean he peaked at 25 back in April. Oh, recent peak was 1,500. Oh, uh, well, yeah. actually, a recent peak was 1,870. When? July 4th. Okay, it'd be helpful if you had the numbers here. So <laughs> keep doing, doing, I'm doing your job, man. I, did, I didn't tell you to say 15. By the way, nothing but office references. To, I'm doing your job, man. <laughs> You're I've been watching it. It's good. Um, so, yeah, he's slowly coming down. If they lose a series, it's going to continue to trend down. I don't think it's a panic time to sell, though. Also, again, we're trying to mix in the collector's notes. A lot of guys are just Chris Paul fans. He, he's a super popular guy. Hold your stuff. Mm-hmm. If I've said this before, and I would say it now. If you are a Chris Paul fan, there's no reason for you to sell it, period. Just hold the card and be happy. He's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, top five-ish type point guard all time. No problem. Hold it. Booker's another guy. I don't know if there's much reason to sell Booker win or loss this series because I think he's going to become one of the one of the guys in the league moving forward. I think he has shown us he can get to that next level 
clutch performance, elite, elite scorer. Um, what have you seen with Booker stuff? From what I saw like on Facebook, his Prism and Select rookies were pretty much kind of holding Pat, still up from about two weeks ago. Yeah, they, he is up, but not up as much as he was, uh, I think, back on the ninth. He was selling for about close to 1,200. For Prism PSA 10s. Um, yes, Prism PSA 10. What are they at now? Uh, it is selling for a little over $1,000. So yeah. he had actually hit 1,300 back on the 10th, but now down to a little over 1,000. Which makes sense. Two finals losses in a row. You're going to see a dip. However, I would make the same case. I, I'm not in a big rush to sell Devin Booker unless you're just not a fan of his, not a collector. Then no I will, problem. I will say this low is still higher than what it was at basically any other low point um, since, what is this? I don't know, at least the last three months or yeah. so. So even when the, the whole market spiked, he's still almost at that same spike now. His floor has come up so much. I mean, he had a pretty big dip in June. But other than that, like over the last few weeks, he's been he, pretty steady climb. Pretty steady climb. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, don't overreact. All right. So Giannis, I'll speak from experience. I sold a Giannis card yesterday. His uh, Hoops PSA 10 Redback Rookie, which is a little bit of a variation. Sold for like 700 bucks. That card was only doing 450-ish to 500 about two weeks ago. Not a lot of them out there for sale. I think I got a little above market, quite frankly. Is that the? Did you get that at the card got show? Got that at the card show in Wisconsin. Yep. I, and I bought Giannis solely with the intention of deep playoff run, finals run. I'm selling, so I did sell that yesterday. I actually sold about seven thousand bucks yesterday. I will talk about why I'm selling at the end of the show. I want to get the stuff in before the soccer dude comes here. So Chris Middleton pricing, I'm curious about. I know Giannis is kind of up a little bit, although his prism hasn't moved a ton. Hit me with a little Middleton info. Uh oh, Middleton. He is, he had a nice little jump. So uh, 14th, he was selling for 250. As of the 11th, he was selling for 220. Um, so a little a little bit of a jump, about $40 price increase. Yeah, which again, should be. He's won two games in a row now. He's also played out of his mind the last two games, which is, that's the only issue I have with the media right now. Now all of a sudden, Chris Middleton is the Batman. Can we just take a breath? Giannis is the Batman on the team. Stop it with this talk. Yeah, it was... Well, yeah, this is like the new catch cute terminology. He's the Batman and Giannis is the... It's ridiculous. Giannis is the best player, arguably, in the league. He is certainly the best player on his team. Middleton is a great number two and is better than I thought he would be. It's Giannis's team. Just enough. That's the only major overreaction I had. Only other thing that really irritated me about last night was the refereeing. The most blatant foul call in the history. Uh, Ronick, did you watch the game? I did. I did. I did watch. I mean, the sixth foul on Booker. He tackled Drew Holiday going to the rim. I have kind of a theory that Ooh. if Giannis didn't get the putback, they would have called a late whistle. Okay. They just wanted to. They wanted to see if they could get away with the the Bucks getting two points and them not having to call a foul. But yeah, that's that's just a crazy no call. That's brutal. And then the foul against when Holiday stole the ball off the Chris Paul turnover. When Middleton ended with a layup, he bodied Middleton up savage going to the rim. Foul number eight. Just don't call fouls anymore. Just let people play football. That refereeing was horrendous last night. I know they want to keep the stars in the game. There comes a time you got to throw them out. Six foul. He's out. Done. If the Suns came back and win that game, it would have been protested. And it should have been because that was an absolute joke. A point about Drew Holiday. So I was trying to pull him up in card ladder. He's not in card ladder, but when you put in Holiday... There was a 2019 Bowman turkey holiday card. It's a picture of a turkey. Okay. I just it's going for three dollars. If anybody's interested, I are just you think pumping that's turkey a, cards? I just want you to know there's a turkey All card right, out Jesse's there. Jesse's pumping and dumping turkey. <laughs> Two other quick notes: 
Kawhi had, I think it was ACL surgery. You have the Kawhi Leonard injury news. Yeah. Um, so what's so, his, got to be out for, what, 10 months? What? Any idea? Rough estimate. They don't know exactly yet because it's not a full tear, fortunately. But in many of these, uh, I guess when this has happened before, it can be up to a year. Um, this happened about mid-June. So it is possible that we... Significant time next year. Yeah, we see this in a bad time. So... So quick, quick Kawhi note, then I would say, if you're a Kawhi fan, you're a collector, you like the guy, don't sell his stuff. It's obviously going to drop. We're heading into the offseason. He's going to be out for the start of next season even. He's a top five player in the league, top eight player in the league at worst, I guess, when he comes back, which he will. Just be patient. Hold his stuff. And if you're a big fan, a big collector of Kawhi, I would say now would be a time. Give it a few months. Watch the offseason. Let the injury news really set in. I think his prices, and we'll kind of document his prices. Today we got a lot going on, which never happens. We'll document some of his prices on Monday, maybe, to give guys kind of a jumping off point. But if you start seeing his prices drop, I think that's a good play. Because And he has a lot of, I mean, a lot of guys are fans of his. I don't think it's a bad move to get his stuff and just hold it long term. Who cares about the flip? Just buy it. So maybe I'm not familiar. The ACL report, that just came out the other day, but we knew he was injured or what? Do we, we didn't know? know the severity of it. We didn't I don't know the severity. Okay. Yeah. He missed the entire series against the Suns, which is the only reason I have to deal with Chris Paul in the finals. The end of June, he was selling for 805. Um, this Prison is PSA 10 rookies. 2012 PSA 10. But now, as of the last few days, he's been up a little over 1,100. So not a big drop yet. He hit a low point, and he's already he's starting to bounce back. So Interesting. I wonder how this news will affect that then, because this just came out late last night that he's actually, the surgery, missing significant time. I'll be curious. And I don't think you'll see a lot of guys panic sell anyways, because, again, I, I view this like the Acuna thing. Great talent, no reason to go crazy and sell it off. So uh, a couple other quick notes before we get to soccer. Ben Simmons, a trade rumor today uh, across ESPN, a couple other places with Chicago is apparently a player. I actually think that would be awesome. I don't care about buying Ben Simmons stuff, although I think if he continues to drop, that's a pretty solid big three. Him, Levine, and uh, Vukovic. Who's the center? Ronick, who's the center that they just traded for? Uh, Vucevic. That's actually a pretty legit big three. I see our soccer guys in the waiting room. We'll jump there in just a sec. If Simmons goes to Chicago, though, I actually like the Zach Levine play better than Ben Simmons. I like them both, but I think those guys complement each other well, and he wouldn't have to be a scorer on that team, which he's not a scorer on any team. So interest, I'd be interested to see what happens with him. There was also some Dame Lillard talk. If Lillard and Simmons switch teams, I would buy everything under the sun Dame Lillard. I, don't, I cannot stand Joel Embiid, but I think Lillard and him together would be an unbelievable duo and would dominate the East. So Simmons actually sent a nice message after the show about vintage football. Like ben the show, <laughs> yeah, Bill's son <laughs> and the NBA player. Um, like the show, like the vintage football angle. But then the next message, can't believe you didn't talk about LT. He loves the Lawrence Taylor play. Do you have this the stats up from Card Ladder, the 1982 Lawrence Taylor rookie? Yeah, I pulled him here. Let me see. Um, LT. Okay, here we go. LT card 434. Greatest defensive player in the history of football. He is currently selling for about 575. Give me some details. What are we PSA talking about? PSA 9. Okay. 1982 tops. What's the pop? We're looking at 860. So that's a little higher than most of the other guys. Last week, a lot of the Bradshaw, Staubachs, those guys were in the five to six, 700 range. A little bit mm -hmm. higher. Yep. I'm going to guess that card as a PSA 9 is selling for... Hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. You did no research. This is card. This card is selling for five seventy five. Is it really? Yeah. 
Maybe that's why he's high on LT. Even more reason for me not to like it. It's already <laughs> high. I can't stand defensive players. And it's selling high anyway. That's a PSA 9, though. Almost all the other grades we talked about last week were 7s and 8s. What have we got for a PSA 8 and a PSA 10? Well, I, and I did want to point out, I don't have, I've got a PSA 10. I don't have a PSA 8. But just to point out, this is a low point for this card since really? about September of last year. Which is when almost all of that stuff spiked. Yeah. So after September, it spiked, but now we're back down to that price. Not the. Here's the thing. <laughs> Bill's like unbelievably rich. He owns like this huge company. He doesn't need compliments from us, but I guess I have to give him credit now. <laughs> he doesn't have enough going for him. I guess he's right about LT. If you want to buy LT, now's the time. He's at a low point. I'm still not buying him. I don't buy defensive players. His PSA fine. 10 is interesting how much. Um, 167. So not that crazy. Um, oh, it's got to be crazy if you're saying that. 7,500. Uh, right now is actually, that's, what's weird. It's selling for 5,900. However, um, 10 X, the PSA, there was a, the sale, two sales before this, it sold for 14,000. Um, Bill, Bill probably bought all those. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, June 23rd, there was one that sold for 5,000 and then, uh, July 5th. So two weeks ago sold for about 6,000. So there you go. So Simmons was right. And we're going to talk more. We actually are going to put, especially after the finals are over, we're going to be struggling for content. Trust me. <laughs> we are actually going to go back through and pull out some different vintage guys from other sports and do some comparisons. I kind of like that play. Um, we got some other things to do when we come back. We're going to go to Jason. Jason is from the Soccer Cards United podcast. They talk about soccer cards. We don't know anything about that sport or the cards, and I don't even know if it's called soccer. Let's bring him in. We got a bunch of questions for him. We'll see where this goes. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small Slurpee drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere 
else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. All right, so here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Flynn. I was just telling him I'm a little bit let down. The last name is just not. Which makes no sense. Flynn is an Irish name. I don't think you, you are supposedly Irish. Don't you know this? His accent covers for it, though. (laughs) Well, you see, the thing is that because. Oh, yeah. Keep going, baby. (laughs) Never stop talking. Well, you see, because there are so many of us in the States, you don't know what's an Irish name and what's not because we're just infiltrated on all levels. Sure. So it seems normal to you, but it's because we reproduce like rabbits. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with it. I don't know that Jason knows anything about soccer cards, but after hearing I him don't talk, care. I don't really care at this point. Yeah. Don't we, care at all. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you this. This is a little known fact. My mother's maiden name or family name, McGravy. Me and you could be kins, kinsmen, kinfolk. We could be kinsmen. Maybe so. I don't know any McGravies, but maybe they all left. Maybe they're all chased out of the country. Could be, I'm telling you, this accent is <laughs> Jesse is the co-host and owns 49% of this thing. I'm thinking about cutting you in. That's I, fair. I don't need anything from you. You just come on here and say anything you want. Um, okay, I like that deal. I like that deal. <laughs> Jason, maybe for nothing. All right, we got a ton of soccer. You, soccer, football, what am I supposed to call Whatever it? you like. Say soccer. We called our, we called our podcast Soccer Cards United because... Uh, we just said, let's just go with soccer, commit to soccer. And actually in Ireland, uh, where we're from, uh, there are lots of people that call it soccer because we have our own kind of football here anyway. So soccer is good with me. I'm glad to hear that. I get sick of the people in the States telling me like, it's football. Uh, no, it's not. We have football here. It's a different yeah. sport. And then it gets confusing because obviously you've got, if anyone is is coming from a Spanish speaking back, background, they'll say football, like with the U and the little accent there. So it's confusing. Let's just say soccer and move on. Jason's taking charge. I like it. I'm <laughs> I good with this, this guy. All right. So, Jason, again, we get a ton of questions about it. I know it's a massive sport. We don't know anything yeah. about it. So, we always just ignore the mailbag questions. But, big topic. I know the Euro, was it the Euro Cup? Italy just won? The, we call it the Euros. The Euros. Sure. That's what I call it. Yeah. Please stop embarrassing yourself, Mike. Thank so you. So, I guess Jason, just kind of continue. A, yeah. Just a general <laughs> question. So, like in the soccer world right now, what's hot? What, do, what are you looking for card wise, trend wise? What's on your mind? Speak, use those beautiful velvet voice to just say whatever you want. Uh, so it's been quite a year, obviously, in soccer because uh, we've had our first season that was just gone where we had so many collectors and so many, you know, card investors and people like that paying attention to the sport, watching matches they would have never watched before. Uh, when the Champions League, which is kind of the premier club competition in Europe, when that was on, kind of interest was at a peak. So that's like April, May, and we expect that trend to continue. So if you're ever into... Uh, soccer if you're sitting on some soccer cards and you want to sell april may is generally the best time to sell soccer cards and then we went into the off season so uh mostly during the off season most years we would just have we'd finish playing in may in europe and then we'd start again in late august early september but this year we had the euros the european championships and so there was all these european countries playing in that and we also had the cup america in south america uh, so there was two continental two major tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And Argentina ended up winning the Copa America, uh, which is their first major international trophy since 93. And they were captained by Lionel Messi, who you may have heard of. He's like, oh, I've, I've, one of the few I know. He just re-signed with yeah. Barcelona. I'm breaking that exactly. news to you now. Five-year deal. Yeah. You probably hadn't heard that. I want to inform you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, hey, um, let me ask you real quick, before you yeah. go on, you mentioned like, so card prices, things got hot April, May. When it comes to like wax, uh, that's what we call it here. Sealed product, we call it wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the same. Okay. 
I'm not sure what language you speak. And we speak. I'm trying to I'm trying to bridge the but gap. No, here. But the thing about it is that we like the hobby is like an American phenomenon. So we okay. we had to adapt to your terminology. So assume that I'm up with most terms. Gotcha. So I did hear from somebody they're having their first card show in the UK coming up here in the next few months, or maybe yes. even before that. That was mind-boggling to me. I thought like the UK, which by the way, I'm just going to tell you this: Great Britain, UK, England. I don't know the difference in any of those things. So that's all right. <laughs> we don't even. I'm, Perfect. That's not even going to. That's not even messing. But first card show happening there. I was like blown away. I just I know so many collectors from from that like you know, the countries in the UK. I was just like, this has got to be a mistake. But this is this is for real. First card show coming. Yeah, it's there's a card show going on in London. I won't be there uh, because. Uh, I'm not vaccinated and their COVID rates are high, but uh, I'll be, you know, going as soon as I can. Uh, but yeah, we're looking at hosting like card shows and stuff here in Dublin, uh, maybe next year. And like, it's getting serious. There's lots and lots of collectors. And um, because we have like for, for these major tournaments that I, that I mentioned, we've always had Panini sticker albums here. And so pretty much everybody grew up with collecting Panini stickers when the World Cup comes around, when the Euros come around, whatever it is. In South America, when the Copa comes around, they collect the stickers. Uh, so it's not that far of a leap for us to go from, from sticker stickers to, card. to cards. Okay. And when you see the card, you go, oh, my God, these are beautiful. I've been coping with these crappy looking stickers. Gotcha. Now I have yeah. these premium products. It's, the mind is blown. So when, when it comes to getting wax and stuff over there, how accessible is it for you? Like Mosaic was one of the first bigger releases over here this year. Like was Mosaic available in Ireland, in England, any of that? So it's 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 different depending on which company you're talking about. So Tops have uh, e-commerce sites for the UK. They have one for Germany. They have one for France. They have one for Spain. So the various Tops websites, you can get access to stuff. Okay. Panini, uh, I don't know if this is the same in the States, but we have this kind of thing of Panini are just a completely opaque organization. We have no I, idea. I don't know what that means, so we might have it. It means like there's no transparency <laughs> there. We have no you. idea how they make any decisions oh, or okay. how they organize yes. themselves. Yep. But like we don't have like a Panini site that's stocked with premium product. Occasionally they drop like some NFL prism, say, or they'll put some like hoops on, on the Panini UK site. But there's no premium soccer available except through resellers. And again, we don't know who's who the distributors are how you would get the the hookup um so yeah so jason where do you go for product is it only online or can you go to an actual store and pick something up uh so i can't uh there's no there's no like brick and mortar stores in ireland there's there's so few card stores around europe that i actually know them pretty much off by heart there's one in brighton in oh. england there's one in uh I don't, i'm gonna butcher the name but it's like Thessalonic maybe in Greece. That sounds right. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so there's one in Greece. There's yeah, one in uh, in Brighton. I think there's a couple in Germany because there's such a US military presence in in Germany that like, I guess like military hobbyists wanted. That's stores. interesting because we actually have had a few German guys reach out or guys from Germany. Yeah. They, in yeah. the APO, the shipping's the same over there. You can ship from here to a, to a military base, yeah. same as shipping to the States. Okay. So I, I've never, I've never asked them. I've just kind of made up my own theory that that's why it's big in Germany. Sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, so there's not that many card stores, and but we're hoping that will change. We're hoping that will change. So the other thing that's been interesting to me, like we, we try to stay up on some analytics and some of the numbers. I'm not smart enough for most of it, but we pay people to do it because I don't want to. <laughs> Soccer is like the number two, far and away, international sales right now. Like basketball is still number one, but soccer yeah. across the board is number two. On the single side, on the whack, I mean, it is it is the leaps and bounds that has made in the last six months to, to one year are insane. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's slowing down. So I'm just curious. I mean, like I said, we got some questions from the audience, but I am curious from from you. So in terms of players, you know, 
well-known players who have dipped for whatever reason or, or lesser-known prospects, who are some guys like on, on the Jason Flynn radar of, of detection? I think that's yeah. what we call it here. Yeah. yeah beep, 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 beep. So I've... Uh, I've Jesse's out of a job. I'm going to tell you right now. Jesse. <laughs> I'm going to need you to take it down a notch, Jason, because okay. you're yeah, killing me. Stay in your me. lane, bro. Good grief. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll just act less confident. So, yeah, thank you. Um, it's fair. There's three players that I, I want to just mention, but not really go into, and that is uh, number one, Cristiano Ronaldo. Sure. Uh, who is, is he the goat? By the way. Well, there's like there's four goats in soccer, as, as I see it. There's okay. uh, Pele from Brazil. Sure. Uh, Diego Maradona, Argentina. Yep. Cristiano Ronaldo, Portugal, and Lionel Messi, also Argentina. I've heard of those four guys. Those four are like the pantheon, basically. But Pele doesn't play anymore. Who who would you say is the goat that's playing right now? You said Messi and Ronaldo. Messi, and Messi and Ronaldo. Playing. They're the they're the kind of they're the rivals and have been for the last fifteen years. It's an ongoing debate. Uh, soccer Twitter is just an endless stream of people arguing Messi or Ronaldo. Like for instance, Ronaldo had won the European Championships in 2016, so people said he has an international trophy now, so he's led his country to a title. He's the go, and then Messi just did it this year. People will say now they're equal. The debate starts again. Um, I prefer Messi, uh, but that's just personal preference. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is the most followed person. He's better looking. He's better looking. Yeah, he's a superstar. He has like that superstar smile, um, and he knows how to promote himself. And he's very much his brand is out there. Messi is a little bit more humble, a little bit more uh, insulated by his environment, by his family. But for instance, he just posted a picture of him with the Cup America trophy, and it became the most liked sports photograph ever on social media. In oh, wow. Okay. So these two guys are just like next level, next level. So I'm not going to talk about them because their cards are expensive. Their rookies are super expensive, and you can kind of you know research the, the numbers. Um. Then there's also Erling Haaland, who you may have heard of. The Germany kid. Isn't the oh, kid yeah. from Germany? He's Norwegian, but he plays in Germany. Oh, I was close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's Northern European. You know. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. So, Sweet kid. Yeah. So he he's a kind of a phenomenon. He started scoring goals uh, in the Champions League at a rate of knots and just hasn't stopped. So he has the, the most goals of anyone in the Champions League as young as he is. He set the record for a modern soccer card, uh, golden sold. I saw uh, that. Yeah, the Super Factor, one of one. From Was it 450,000 or something? Yeah, 450,000. Yeah. And the only soccer Crazy. card ever sold higher than that, I believe, and somebody will probably tell me I'm wrong, was for like $550,000. And that was Diego Maradona, who, as I say, is one of the four kind of gods of the sport. So um, Haaland, again, is a bit like too hot for me to be. It's not a recommendation. I wouldn't sure. get any credit for recommending you the hottest player in the sport. Um, so the other player I want to mention was Kylian Mbappe. So Kylian Mbappe was kind of the player that launched the soccer hobby into the stratosphere. Yeah, even here, man. His prism stuff was a- absolutely insane. Exactly. Because he burst onto the scene... Uh, in like 20 around 2017 and then in 2018 he made the France squad for the World Cup he was amazing in the World Cup and they won the World Cup and kids like that just don't generally even get picked for international tournaments and certainly don't be the you know don't light them up but this guy was unbelievable and his prism stuff was it was this perfect combination of he has premium product he's amazing he's super young so you can prospect on him and I think because that's the first time people ever saw him there was this assumption that it was just going to be just to the moon all the time. But the thing about it is he plays in France, uh, which is one of the top five leagues in Europe, but not 
one of the top three. So not many people are watching the French League. Uh, and he hasn't won the Champions League. Uh, and his uh, team hasn't really come close, except for last year when they got the semi-final of the Champions League. I think Kylian Mbappe is super undervalued right now. Yeah, his stuff is... So he's almost... I almost compare him over here to like Luka Doncic. You know, yeah. Luka's stuff went so crazy high, even like his base stuff, but now it's come back down to earth so so much lower than yeah. it was. It's almost like, well, now it's almost a good buy again. You feel the same about Mbappe? Because like people have... We own a card, by the way. Oh, do you? Which one? <laughs> I don't want to brag about... I don't know. Yeah, what, which what card, is it, Jesse? <laughs> Jesse, what do we own? Uh, it's the 2018 Panini Prism World Cup. Uh, PSA, it's a PSA 9. PSA 9. That's good, nice. So, and that's before that's before soccer product print runs went crazy as well. So, like, right. 2018 is a nice, uh, yeah. We're pumping so, it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, my, I have it. This, this album might contain one of his rookie, earliest rookie stickers. I put it in the frame so that I can pump it as well. Oh, oh nice. This is the pump and dump hour. This is yeah. beautiful. Good. So, We're taking over the world. I'm not dumping this. This has to stay. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, everyone was expecting that Mbappe was going to have a, a wonderful European championships. But then France got knocked out by Switzerland, who are a minor footballing nation in, in comparison to France. And Kylian Mbappe missed the penalty that put France out of the tournament. He had a terrible tournament and he, then he had a huge embarrassment where he like basically let the whole country down. Um, <laughs> but his stock is at like probably they the play for keeps over there. there. Yeah, it's not. It's not so, he's all, so, so in your opinion, again, not in specific cars, but in general, you think he's probably a good buy right now, value wise. I, I, I don't I don't understand why Erling Haaland has a one of one going for four hundred, you know, fifty thousand dollars. And Mbappe's prices are where he is, because as far as I see it, once Messi and Ronaldo retire, Haaland and Mbappe are the new kind of dynamic duo. They're the new rivalry. That's going to be the next decade of soccer, I think. Wow, okay. And Haaland's already so high. We actually talked about him with Chris Ryan, one of the guys who works at the Ringer. He's a he's a big-time soccer guy here. Um, yeah. But Haaland's stuff was so high already, it was like, well, I'm not going to... How could you recommend this? The kid yeah. has to play out of his mind to do anything to get you a value bump. Um, the one thing about Haaland is that he he hasn't like necessarily won... I mean, the, the, he won the German Cup... Uh, which is like kind of a secondary club competition. He won that this year, but that's not really an internationally renowned tournament. For instance, the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar and then the World Cup in 2026 in North America, they're kind of two of our milestones that we're, we're building towards in soccer. And there's no guarantee that Norway will qualify for either of those tournaments. Haaland could feasibly go his entire career, play out of his mind the whole time and never go to a World Cup, which is the biggest tournament in soccer. So just to clarify, you can only go to the World Cup if... You you can't change countries that you're from, right? Oh, like no, 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 no. Okay, so it's not like club ball. That's actually a national competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you. like, okay. if you're like Kylian Mbappe, for instance, his parents are, I think his grandparents are Algerian. He could have played for Algeria, but he plays for France because he's born in France. Wow, so, that's interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like, you can't get a green card or anything like that for another country. You, If you were born there, you have to play for that country. So... You can't, there are some cases like, for instance, Italy just won the European Championships and they have like three Brazilian-born players on their team. And if they play in Italy for a certain, and they want work in Italy for a certain number of years, they can get Italian citizenship and they can join the team. Oh, but okay. once you make a senior appearance, I think it could be even three senior appearances now. If you make three official appearances for a country, that's your country. You're tied to that country. You can't switch then. Interesting. Okay. okay. Do you have another guy you want to say something? We, we like to jump uh, all over interviews. So. Two, two, just I'll do two quick ones. Okay. Uh, one is Jaden Sancho, young English player, uh, was expected to move to Manchester United last summer. It fell through. He is moving to Manchester United from Borussia Dortmund in Germany to Manchester United in England 
Uh, we expect the announcement any day now. Man U uh, is how I refer to them. Man U. Please. Well, that's, yeah. Is that what you call them now? Uh, so <laughs> Not for you casuals. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Manchester who? So anyway, um, uh, Sancho's going to United. Man United are the biggest club in the world or one of the three biggest clubs in the world. Uh, that's got to no help real... his value. That's got to yeah, be a... there's, there's no bigger move in soccer really than going to Manchester United or at least traditionally. Okay. Um, He's English, so the UK market will respond super positively. There's Any specific of... card you like of his, by chance? Well, this is the great thing. This is the great thing. Most soccer players, it's like, what's his rookie? And it's like, well, he has a sticker, and it's kind of hard to find. But this guy, no. Tops Chrome, 2018-19, Champions League, Tops Chrome. He's in there. Oh, okay. And uh, he has rated rated rookies from 18-19 as well. Don Rosan Optic from Panini Chronicles 18-19. So he has like actual premium cards Rookie cards. There's no mess to bet with stickers. Before the mass production, too. Yeah. So he's like a golden opportunity. And if he starts banging in goals and assists, or even just looks good in a Manchester United jersey, I think he could be the breakout star of the season. Jesse Hollywood. looks good in most jerseys. I'm oh, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Neither here nor there. All right. So so we're a buy on. So we're going Mbappe, Sancho. Who's this? You got yeah. one more, you said? Long term, I... Maybe it's a romantic in me, but I don't see how Christian Pulisic isn't going to rise in value. He played in the U.S. for a while. Uh, he's from the U.S. Okay, because we actually he so he was in National Treasures, Panini National Treasures, like three or four years ago. We pulled an autograph card number to five. It sold for like fifteen hundred bucks. I didn't even know who the kid was. I was absolutely oh. shocked. So he's like Captain America. He 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 uh, he's the captain of the U.S. men's national team. Before youngest he ever went captain. back in time and came back as an old man. <laughs> That's right. Please. He was given a super serum. And then what happened was... Gotcha. Okay. We're doing this. Let's talk. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, played in Germany for Borussia Dortmund, uh, like Sancho did, actually. And then he moved to Chelsea, huge club in England. And he just won the CONCACAF Nations League. So a, a major trophy for the US Men's National League. He captained them to that. He's presumably okay. going to be the captain in 2022, presumably going to be the captain on home soil in 2026. Oh, for Team USA. Gotcha. Okay. For the US men's national team. And if he stays injury free, which is the main question mark over him, he's an exciting player. He scores goals. He, get assists, he gets assists. I think he could be, you know, a national icon by the time 2026 comes around. If he stays really? injury free. Really? Just, so, just throw it out there. So, what are some cards you like of his in particular? Uh, well, he has the he has 2016 uh, 17 uh, Don Ross debut cards. Okay. Um, so that would be the one I like. The select one on card ladder seems to be like the more popular. What year is one. that, Jess? 2016 select. Yes, yeah, yeah, select as well from the same year. Yeah. So what's that selling for, Jess? I'm just I don't have any uh, idea. Right now, 535. PSA 10? PSA 10. Yep. Okay. What's the population? Uh, 182. Oh, gee, that's crazy low. It's too low. Okay. It's it's too low. <laughs> so you're a good so you you feel like he see and I'm curious too like guys like that I know the base thing has taken over. I'm a big fan of like RPAs. So to me I think he has yeah. I think it's 2017 he had those National Treasures and Immaculate Patch autos. Those things are stupid nice. Those brands are awesome. And like they're they're brands that US collectors can recognize. Soccer's only growing in the US. I mean, he's not he's not one of the greatest soccer players ever to play, but he's certainly one of the best US players I've ever I've ever seen like I was watching the final of the Nations League against Mexico huge game and I was lo looking at the US team and traditionally watching them in World Cups the US soccer team has been kind of workmanlike very dogged very athletic always super fit but never very technically good now you're watching them and you're like yeah this is a good soccer team this could actually go somewhere 
So I don't know anything about the sport, but I remember watching like some World Cup competitions and I always just was looking and whenever they'd play like a really good team, I was like, man, the, the US guys are running around like like the whole time they're just sprinting. I yeah. like, these other dudes are just technically just ripping them apart. That's it. And they're not even, it's like when I used to play racquetball, you have these 60 year old guys come in, <laughs> they don't even move. They just stand yeah. there the whole time. I'm running like a moron. Exactly. So that was always how, because the, the US team had to make up for their lack of technical ability and their lack of finesse with just pure athleticism. So, but now you're actually, you're moving away from producing just athletes and you're actually producing footballers. I'm so, excited. Yeah, I would get excited. Here's the deal, Jason. We never know with kids. I don't know. Who, I, I, I listened to the <laughs> podcast, but I was like, if this kid comes on, he's terrible. I say, kid, how old are you? How old are you, Jason? At uh, 24. Yeah, you're a kid. Okay. Kid. <laughs> the beard really throws the beard in the accent. You could have said 44. But that's fine. <laughs> we never know if guests are going to come on and be good, or if they're going to come on and be drips. So I was like, Jesse, maybe 15 minutes. I appreciate that. I mean, you've done really well. I actually have been entertained by this. You may yeah, get a good job cut off. You, off. you can edit most of it out, but I think it was like three good minutes in there. Oh, we're going to drop the whole thing. No question. <laughs> yeah. But I've had fun. Um, Jesse's got some questions. Can we steal you for like another five minutes? What time is it over there? Oh, by we're going to need at least 10. It's 20 to 7 here. It's, it's 6.40 in the evening, so I'm good. Oh, okay. Perfect. You don't Jesse, have a bedtime. Okay, Jesse, well, you don't know that. Throw him some questions, Jesse. <laughs> He's 24. He might have a bedtime. Here we go. I'm, I'm right. young, but I'm not that young. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. <laughs> All right. Um, so these are going to be, I'm going to try and hit the more popular questions, um, uh, but I'm going to try and do rapid fire too. So if you want to try and keep to that. Never rapid fire, by the way. Ever, yeah, no, <laughs> never are, but we're going to try to. All right, um, let's do Christopher Duff um, from the Facebook. A lot of stars and young players uh, underperformed at the Euros. Uh, do you think this is a good time to buy a dip or did that moment already pass? Still a good time to buy a dip. Uh, soccer is, and this is much to my frustration, soccer is still a super slow burn. Um, and we're in a position where anyone who is at the Euros is now on holidays. They have to have a three-week break before they go back to their clubs for preseason. The transfer market hasn't really kicked off. You've still got another two or three weeks to buy the dip in soccer. Okay. Um, nice. he, there was a follow-up question to that. Is it worth going after newer project uh, product like, oh man, I might butcher this, La Liga Mosaic, or does it make sense to save your money uh, for flagship sets? Uh, so La Liga Mosaic, uh, it's tough. The current retail prices in soccer, Panini and Tops, they boosted them for this season. Uh I think you'll probably pick up some of those sets cheaper than retail or around what they retail for in a couple of months time, if you want them. Um, so I would save your money on these sets and just pick up singles of rookies that you like. Nice. nice. Um, oh, you just said nice, Mike. Nice. That's what I do. And you call me out for that. All that. You be quiet over there. So rapid fire. Chad, that- Chad Torelli. Uh, actually, we already answered this. We are buying the dip on Mbappe. We've confirmed yeah. that is the, the move. Um, Lynn from the Facebook What's the best retail product in your opinion? I'll take this one. <laughs> I wanted to work that in at one of these questions. I got it. Lynn knows that, I know. Jason, you just Lynn keep knows talking. I know soccer. All right, best retail product. So we just had for the actually I have a proper answer for this. Uh, we just had for the first time ever Topps Chrome Champions League released in retail format. So there are Topps Chrome Champions League blasters. Uh, and so one of the things we do, we have a podcast, and sometimes we sell sealed wax on our website. And it's, we've got hobby boxes. What's the website? Soccercardsunited.com. Soccercardsunited.com, which is also the name of the podcast, Soccer Cards yes. United. Okay, cool. Perfect. Vertical integration. That's what we have. <laughs> We're Here. doing Fancy so, terms again. Architect. Synergy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, they just, so Champions League uh, Chrome, 
for this year has blasters. If you can get your hands on blasters, we have a conspiracy theory. The hobby boxes are. If I, can I can I say? Well, you, you already can't. did twice, so we're gonna okay. bleep it. And we're gonna bleep it. So. You just keep going. Traditionally, <laughs> after you say it, if you wouldn't ask to say, if you could say it and repeat it, but that's fine. That's probably like saying hello in your country. So that's okay. Yeah, it's good. So we're foul mouthed people. Uh, so the, the hobby boxes are not great for this product. For Tops Chrome just passed, but the blasters are stacked. The blasters are loaded. They definitely put way too many good cards in the blasters to and get way cheaper. Forward. Way hobby. cheaper. Yeah, you're hitting. You're getting hits at a much better rate. Get Champions League Chrome Blasters. I need to sit on them or open them. I think you're up either way. Okay. Nice. Um. So kind of along those lines with Tops Chrome, Vaughn Bailey wants to know how does uh, how do you feel about the printing issues on Tops Chrome uh, impacting values? He says Tops Italy plant has substantial defect rate on color and autos. Grading is a challenge. Formula One has the same issue. Are you familiar with this issue? I am indeed. Yeah. Uh, Formula One had a terrible problem where there was literally the same little indent on every card. Uh, so it's it's a problem because part of me, well, part of me thinks it's a problem because obviously you're spending an increased amount of money on these hobby boxes. Some of them are, you know, twice or three times as expensive as they were, you know, last year at ORP for the hobby boxes. So, you know, you're you're throwing money down the drain if there's terrible quality control. The other part of me says maybe it's good long term because the graded pops will have to stay low if the cards are crap. I don't want to quite go as far as to say maybe the companies find the bad quality control a nice way to keep pops low and print runs high. That's not for me to draw that link. No, I think that a thousand percent, by the way. I think that's a lot of it. We saw that with basketball this year. Yeah, because they can't just have loads of PSA 10s floating around, but they do want to print thousands and thousands of cards. Um, I think it is a problem, and I think it puts off a lot of new soccer collectors, where every time you open up a product, you go, these are all terrible. Are soccer cards just like this, and then you never buy soccer again? I do think it's a problem. I wish they would either increase them, like the, the processes in Italy, like get them better, you know, or just move it somewhere else to a factory that can produce quality cards at a high rate. Okay. Um, Bring back jobs to America. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. Jesse's going to be looking for one after this show. <laughs> hey, Mike, that's not funny. Um, Jason Peck wants to know, can you rank soccer products between Prism, Chrome, and Chronicles? He just did. Prism, Chrome, Chronicles. Uh, uh, maybe not. I don't have yeah. no idea. Hey, Mike. Uh, so World Cup Prism. World Cup Prism at the top. Okay. Then Tops Chrome. Then like Premier League Prism, and then Chronicles under that. Chronicles lowest. Okay, good to know. So Prism um, is great, but it depends what license they're printing it under. Gotcha. Stickers versus cards from James Darcy. He already said it, man. Stickers are way better. I mean, cards are way better looking. Cards are better looking, but stickers are, you often find with, with rookies in soccer, the sticker is the first card, sometimes by two or three years, sometimes way more than that. The good news is that now most of the leagues are covered uh, so that any rookies that emerge pretty much from now that are worth looking at, 90% of those are going to have a premium card in their rookie year. Um, so that is kind of dying out, the sticker versus card debate. I used to be like very bullish on stickers and now I basically just think buy, buy whatever you want. So when did that change? Like if um, if we're looking at, say, a Pele or something, were those all stickers or did he have cards too? Like yeah. When did it switch to the card being maybe more valuable? From like, say, 1900 to 1960, it was mostly like cigarette cards, commemorative cards, you know, like chewing gum cards, things like sure. that. Um, and then Panini got going. They started printing stickers. 
And so pretty much between 1960 and 2015, it's stickers. Oh, with really? Some, you know, with sometimes you have the pro set for soccer, you have upper deck World Cup cards. And there are some cards dotted in around there, like uh, Mega Cracks is a card in Spain that they print, they've been printing stickers and Mega Cracks. Like Leo, Leo Messi's rookie is a most valuable rookie is a Mega Crack. Um, so, but premium cards only really kicked in in 2014 World Cup Prism and after that. 2014 World Cup Prism to now is like premium soccer era. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. hey, I have one last question because we got to run here. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, so I'm curious. It was kind of big news in the States here. A-Rod potentially in talks to buy Panini, which Italy is the parent company of Panini. Yeah. That, that would be the, is that like a news thing over there? What is, what's the general sentiment uh, where you're at, if any? Yeah. So at the moment, like I was talking before about how Panini are kind of disorganized and they're all kind of siloed. So like you have Panini Italy and they own the Panini group and then Panini America are kind of just doing their own thing. Like Panini, like, that's like their own thing. But then they have Panini, like UK and Ireland. You have Italy, Germany, all this stuff going on. I actually think that if A-Rod's company bought it, it would have to become more professionalized across the board. It would have to be like a global Panini brand. You know, they wouldn't say like, we're not doing this whole thing. If each, comp- each country has its own country manager and I have no say in what they do, it would just be like, we're a venture capital group we bought this, we want it run right, and we want it run by our people, not just like it's going to all be made at board level, the decisions, you know? So that's good because it would mean they'd have to actually do a good job of distributing the products in Europe, which is a huge problem. See, and that's what kind of was my thought is that we all of a sudden start seeing the European market become players on a lot of these wax brands that have never gone overseas. I, I would I would hope, that'd be my hope. And my fear would be when tops went public, we thought, well, they're not going to pay attention to soccer. They're probably going to leave our print runs and prices alone because they have bigger things to worry about. And then literally a month after they went public, clearly they had decided to increase all their prices and print runs. Um, so that's my fear. And then the hope is that Panini would start distributing globally. My hope is that Jason comes back at some point. My fear, <laughs> I don't know what the fear would be. No, I appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, I know it's a huge market. It's emerging. There's a ton of singles. There's money to be made. And there's a ton of collectors, too, who are not even in the flipping game. They collect what they love, and it's soccer. And I just hate talking about things. I already talk about enough things I don't understand. So I'm not going to talk about soccer like that. But uh, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was very fun. And uh, I'll definitely come back if you guys ever need to talk soccer. We will. It's called football, but we'll have you back on radio. <laughs> so, hey, Manchester thank you, man. who? Yeah, my dad lives in Manchester, New Hampshire. Don't worry about Manchester. Got it oh, covered. So, by the sea. We're going to end on that note. That's, That's perfect. It. Yeah, a random father location <laughs> okay. drop. So, cool. Hey, thank you, man. Have a good See day. We'll catch up down the road. Thanks, Jason. Bye, bye. Man, this. Oh, he just, and he signs right off. Ronick, we don't need any editing. Nope. As soon as the kid was done, and I can say kid because he's twelve years younger, just jumps off the line. This is beautiful. There you go. I don't want to hear any more DMs and nonsense. We don't talk soccer. I will never talk soccer after hearing how educated he was about it. So The issue is we had so many other questions. I feel like people are going to give us crap, but we'll, we'll have, have him back. I would have that kid back on. In a oh, absolutely. Yeah, I honestly thought that I was like, this kid's going to come on here and just cuss and be drinking it. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. You never know what to expect. We got to hit this other stuff real fast. This is why we did not do a mail day mailbag thing for us, really, because I had a feeling. Yeah. If the kid was a drip, it was going to be 10 minutes, but I thought he was very entertaining. I liked him. Um, So I have a couple MLB collectors, a couple quick things, and we got your straight facts. We can do that today. Got a number of things. Okay. Let's get back to it. Collector's Corner is a new thing. I told people I'm going to start talking about the collector angle a little bit more because I feel like a lot of times, especially at the beginning, 
mostly my fault. We got caught up in the whole buy, flip, and I criticize other people for this thing too. Other podcast hosts or, and YouTube channel hosts, that's all it is. Like, hey, this is a great buy and you flip and then the market goes to crap like it is now and there's not a lot of just buy, this is going to go up. And a lot of people are not, that's not appealing to a lot of people. To a lot of people, this is still a hobby, which I'm thankful for. So I just from me, I would say, hey, you know, there's a couple things that I am specifically super high on. Uh, 2014, Topps Finest, they, that was the first year they did the Topps Finest Greats Throwback Auto Set. Absolutely, I think it's only 12 players. You can actually look this up if you want, Jesse. 2014, Topps Finest Greats Autos. Griffey was the number one reason I chased it. I still have that red Griffey auto that's in my in my lockbox. It's a 9510. To me, it is the, the best-looking modern, when I say modern, last 10 years, best-looking modern autograph set. At one point, I had I put the whole 12 together. Mariano has an auto in there uh, that's awesome. Randy Johnson, Mark McGuire. Um, there's a couple other big... Koufax is in there for sure. To me, when people ask me, like, hey, what is your favorite set? That might very well be my favorite set. That is my favorite Griffey card to date. 2004, I just think it's the best looking. You never see them come up for sale, very rarely, just because a lot of people took to it. Like, right after the fact, it was like, hey, this is an awesome set. We're going to keep it. Um did you have that set up by chance? The actual set or his specific card? Just the checklist. Do you have yeah. any sales on that card? Not for flipping reasons. I'm curious if there's any sales. I was actually just about to pull up the card itself. I've got the the set, though, or, or what was in there. Um, actually, here, uh, 2014. Yeah, I'll have to look into it more. But as far as what was in there, um, you had... It was... 12 packs per box, five cards. You had a number of things. Um, basic refractors, extra. Yeah, I'm just talking about the one auto set, though. The one auto set. The greats. Um, greats of the game, I think it the is. The finest greats finest autographs. Greats. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Does it have the names listed? Yeah, it does not. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Point being, they were all Hall of Famers. Like I said, Mariano, Griffey, Koufax, uh, Ozzy Smith, Mike Schmidt. Uh, I think George Brett was in there. Robin Yount, for sure. That, to me, when I think of, like, collecting, like, I had a great time. I actually chased down that set raw, except for the Griffey. I bought the Griffey graded. It's .5 away from being a BGS 1010. I spent hundreds of dollars, well, a couple hundred dollars, sending it into BGS, like, as a graded card review. Well, they'll review the card in the holder to see if it's worthy of a bump. It never did. Quite possibly my favorite card I've ever owned. I, I, I love that card. So, huge fan of that one. A couple other things, again, just from a collector standpoint. I don't talk about Beckett grading a lot because I don't find a lot of use for them right now. But if you're asking me what card would I want if I could have any single grade on a card, it is not even close. The Beckett BGS-10, the black label. The black label holders, anybody who tells you there's a better looking holder out there is just trying to promote their own thing. That is the single best look at holder ever created. Super exclusive. I've subbed thousands of cards to BGS. I have never got one. I've gotten some BGS 10s. But for it to be a black label, every subgrade has to be a 10. Then the actual label is printed in gold. The lettering is like, or excuse me, the label is printed in black. The lettering is like either silver or gold. It stands up. Ridiculous looking. The market on those, by the way, there is no set multiplier. You charge whatever the heck you want because they are fantastic. If anybody has a Tom Brady anything in a black label and wants to sell it to me, shoot us an email. Sportscardsnonsense at gmail.com. I love black label cards. I don't even think it's close. 
Do you have many black label cards? I don't, have, I, I don't. I've owned some in the past. I have never owned a Brady or a Griffey because here's my thing. I I am not going to pay the premium for like a seven year, you know, Brady's seventh year in the patch uniform, like a 2009 black label, some random card, and I can't afford a rookie in a black label because they are. I don't even know if any exist. I'm sure a couple do, but they're just ridiculous. They're just so nice looking. I love it as a collector. When I see a black label, I'm automatically, I don't care who it is. I always ask what the price is because I think they're great. And then the other thing, me personally, I love that some guys don't, triple and dual auto cards. I'm super picky about it. One of the favorite cards that I've ever bought and ever owned is the one I bought up at the Wisconsin Dells show. It's got MJ and LeBron, which is fantastic. It had Garnett on it. To a lot of guys, that ruins a card. It's like, oh, well, Garnett's great, but he's not on that level. To me, I, I love dual and triple cards. Behind me on my shelf, I've got Bird Magic. I've got Bird Bill Russell. I really want to find a Bill Russell and Wilt, although it won't be on a card, obviously. But I love dual and triple auto cards, but they all have to be on the same level. Like, I hate... Baseball was notorious for this, too. It'd be like Ripken, Jeter, and like Mark Teixeira. I, it was just like, what are we... I, yeah, Jesse, never been a Teixeira guy. I love those things, though. I also like booklets. So, a little collecting insight from where I'm at. I love them. So Nerd alert. Cool. Yeah, Thanks. There you go. The last <laughs> baseball note I have very quickly, Otani stuff is literally climbing every single day. I, I still am not mad if I sold a week or two ago, like I was saying to, because you made crazy profits, but the dude is just continuing to climb. And then two big movers after the, Hall of, uh, after the home run derby. Pete Alonzo stuff has continued to move. We were actually right about this one. Trey Mann, and I would hold Alonzo. I think he continues to move toward the end of the season because of how low he is. So if you're a Mets fan, hold your stuff. No reason to sell it. You're a collector. Hold it. Great. If you're in it for the short-term flip, wait till a little closer to the end of the season. I think you'll do well. Trey Mancini is the other guy who's moved up quite a bit since the home run derby. What's interesting to me about Trey is I think you can do one of two things. You can move him right now and you can make good profit. Or three things. You can hold them if you're a Birds fan. Go nuts. Just hold them. If you like the Orioles, great. I also have, there's been a couple little rumors like, hey, does he get traded to a big market team? Nothing crazy concrete yet, but I am curious. If he were to get traded to a legit contender, I would think with his bat, his stuff would just explode. So I don't think you can go wrong with Trey. If you want to sell now and make your money, fantastic. If you want to speculate, hey, he's going to get traded and, and go somewhere and have a bigger market, I don't think that's a bad move either. I want to hold it for my PC. I love the Orioles. Three for three. Do whatever you want. I will say that Alonzo card, the 2019 Tops PSA 10, um, we because we talked about that on Monday that's show, That's a top right? series too. So he came up. It's him, Eloy, and Tatis are all in that same series. So his card was selling for about $33. Uh, it just went up to $61. And to put in perspective, Tatis is at like 180 to 190-ish. Eloy's higher than that too. I think Alonzo is a very good buy, and we've seen him put up 50 home runs in a season. The kid's got a wicked bat, and the Mets are winning games this year, so it's interesting. Um, do Let's do straight facts, homie. Uh, straight facts, homie. Yeah, I know we're going over a little today because we have a bunch of other things I want to at least hit. All right, well, let's just I, go. Won't, I won't spend a ton of time, but... Um, spend your time, dude. People like, if people are listening at this point, they're going to listen another 15 <laughs> minutes. Uh, Collector's Universe, our boys who bought out PSA... Um, they have made another acquisition, Wada Games. PSA, then Golden, now Wada Games. And now Wada Games. They are basically saying, now this is straight from uh, Nat Turner himself. He says, uh, with, or so collectibles across categories, including trading cards and sports memorabilia, are now firmly considered alternative investment classes 
for both hobbyists and investors. With those categories seeing stratospheric rise re recently, we've identified video games as the next area primed for similar expansion. Can I make um, a comment? Oh, go ahead, sorry. Hang on, and, yep. and to his point, uh, the last largest uh, or highest selling game was a Legend of Zelda uh, graded game. It was like 870. Just this last week, a Super Mario 64, which now we're really talking my language. This is all like, I love that game. That was what, probably my favorite game growing that up. That creepy mustache Just is lighting up right now. <laughs> Sold for $1.5 million for it's just it's the game and the original box, but it's insane. Like because they're they're they are so rare to have a game still inside the box. Um, and now they this is the jumping off point, it sounds like, for guys wanting to get into another uh hobby space. Video games might be it. Here's the only thing that came to mind, and I heard this in some rooms I was in this week as well. Funny to me. The prices have been astronomical the past month, and then this news comes out. I do wonder, a little insider trading or something? Somebody apparently- oh, there always is. Yeah, I, I, I did find that interesting. Like, hey, we're setting all-time records for individual games and all-time records for the highest game of all time, period. And oh, by the way, Collector's Universe, like the biggest player in the whole space, comes and buys this company. I thought that was kind of funny. I will say, I saw a meme um, on Twitter. It was just like, it was a toaster in a case graded. It was like a graded toaster. It's just like uh, new graded toasters because there's nothing left to grade for Nat Turner. Uh, I think I, I I do think that this does have value because this was along before that. But there does come a point where it's like, all right, how many memorabilia things are we now grading? So, um, so that was one interesting piece. The other uh, big news that we've already talked about a little bit is the A-Rod news. Um, possibly, this is not done yet. Um, there's They they say it's due diligence phase, so they're kind of looking into numbers, but um, his SPAC uh, is looking into slam? a merger. Is that the sixth Yes, SLAM, yep, is looking into a merger with Panini Group. Um, there's There really aren't enough details to go into a lot. They are saying that the the value they're valuing this as a three billion dollar um company which i had heard unofficially uh two years ago it was 600 million oh really valuation well I not mean, a bad little spike yeah especially the last couple of years it's kind of hard to for something not to double okay, if or we triple pool our money together me and you and ronick what are yeah? we what are we Ron? talking are we well ronick's in i can tell his silence tells him everything i need to know absolutely maybe a competing offer all right guys if you want in we're going to start a GoFundMe. Go ahead and send us your money. <laughs> um, all I right. think I think Jason's point, though, one one legitimate point is if Panini were to uniform globally and start presenting wax and have it be accessible in other areas, other countries where there's emerging markets. That's crazy. We always talk about, hey, we need more people. We need more interest in the hobby, which we do. It's great. It's growing nationally. If all of a sudden you were able to get like Prism and National Treasures and Immaculate and all these brands from American sports in other places. Now you're talking international growth. I, I think this could be, it could be interesting. I, obviously, this could also fall through tomorrow. Due diligence means a lot of things. Yep. We'll I see. will say Hey, what's the least, stock done? Because you bought well, in. So that's what I was going to say. Did so, you ruin it? No, I have not ruined you it. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's Ethereum going? Oh, yeah. You, um, yeah, Jesse called me earlier before the show. He's like, hey, have you, what out. is it at? What's Ethereum at right now? Uh, give me two seconds. Um, Ethereum is... Oh, do you want it to be above 1900? What is it at? Just tell me. 1891. That's fine. Okay. I'm in it long term. 
I, I already told you how much I have in it. So I'm not taking a loss on that money. Here's the thing. I got out uh, like two weeks ago when it was at 1880 and then it climbed to 2400. I was like, oh, great. Another stupid move. Now I feel a little bit better, at least. So, um, but that being said, slam is uh, it may still be an opportunity to get in because before the news came out, it was trading in the nine sixty to nine seventy range. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. Right. Yep. Um, right. As of right now, it's only trading at nine eighty. Like there was it's a big spike. No yeah, there was a big spike up to like ten forty four as soon as the news came out. But then it immediately dropped when even that though you're talking not, not even yeah not even ten percent yeah so I okay. I did I bought three hundred shares I figure even if it says How upside oh, down are happening. you right now I'm not I I am down four dollars is this a financial change that we I, I just don't need to be this this oh be thing now where you start doing well I oh I don't want to don't say anything I want to it's on a personal note I do want to mention this because I try to be transparent and make sure I mention. I went on a selling spree and not even anything crazy, but people were like, oh, what's going on? Yes, I sold a couple Tua's. I sold a Jim Brown. I sold some Kobe. I sold about $7,500 worth of stuff yesterday on Facebook. We're also going to be selling tomorrow night on our WhatNot channel. Big giveaway, by the way. WhatNot is giving away 500 bucks. I think it's just going to be cash. I haven't told them yet, but that's fine. All you have to do is subscribe or be a follower to our channel, Sports Cards Nonsense. We're going to do a live giveaway at like probably like nine o'clock-ish tomorrow night. We'll be selling up until then. But they're paying for the giveaway. All you got to do is be a subscriber, a follower, whatever. It's free. We want to set the record, though. First of all, I want 500 people in the room live. I'm going to do free crap while we're live anyways and just have fun like last time. I would also like to be over 1,000 subscribers. So download the app. It's free. Hit follow. That is all. Everything is free. That's You may free. win 500 bucks. So whatever. But it was like, you know, and I always get some crap or at least some questions when I sell, which I think you should if, if you put yourself out there. Uh, the reason I am selling, me and Jesse were together in Florida when this happened. We had a huge offer accepted on the next property we're going to buy to flip. We still have a couple houses we own that are in the process of being sold. I just need some money. I don't have any. <laughs> my view on the market hasn't changed. I got like a six-figure bill for the renovations at our new house. This other house is going to have to be a cash deal. That is the only reason. It is not like I think things are crashing. And I literally just looked at things and we're like, hey, what are some cards that I'm up on? I'm not selling stuff I bought high on because I'm not going to take a loss until I need to. But a lot of the cards I sold yesterday, nice cards. They're at a low point right now, but I was still up because I had held them for a while. That's the only reason I sold. I still think Tua is a very good buy. I still probably have $7,500 worth of Tua stuff, but I sold a few yesterday. I got back a nice SGC order, and that's why I sold it. So that is it. I'm not losing faith in any of those players. I'm trying to think of the other guys I pumped up. Like Jim Brown, I, I, I'm not moving my Jim Brown rookies or autographs. I moved his second year BGS 8. Um, which I thought I moved for a good price anyways. I think the kid got a decent deal, but that's it. There's nothing crazy. I'm not trying to, you know. Okay. But I think it needs to be addressed if you're going to talk about buying and flipping and doing all this crap. I didn't sell any, trust me, I'm miles away from selling Brady's. I even listed my Bird and Magic Dual Auto just because they're going for over 3000 which is nuts to me. I paid 300 bucks for that card a year and a half ago. So. All right. So bottom line, guys, Mike's broke. So we're going to start a GoFundMe. If you guys want to hit that up later, he needs a little help. His I'm going to drop is... my PayPal. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Um, all right. Let's finish this up. Just a couple other things. Um, the next... <laughs> you better tease this. Let me. No, I'm not there yet. I'm finishing up uh, the, the news thing. So I like you're going casual with this. Normally, you're like trying to rush me off the air. Are no. you finally settling into people want more of our content? I think that people 
care that we're on the air and that's all I know. If they want to stay and listen, I'm happy about it. Um, the update was the guy who passed down in Tampa. Oh, the who had doctor. Like the 20, yeah, he had like however many thousands of cards. Basically, it just sold for like $21.5 million. Um, it was I estimated it, at $20 million. Yeah, 21, uh, $21.5 million is what the collection sold for. There were a ton of cards, not all of them as great as others, but I was just going to hit a couple interesting notes. He had a 1933 Goody. Gaudi. Ba- Gaudi, is that how you said it? Yeah, the Ruth. Babe Ruth. He bought twenty thousand for $20,000 in the what 90s. What was the grade? It was a high grade. Um, uh, it was a six. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was a nine. Excuse me. Okay. He is another Babe Ruth. That was a six. So that one was a nine and it sold for $4.2 million. Um, He also had another Ruth uh, that sold for 1.4 for, yep. Like the tobacco card, a cracker jack card. Yep. Uh, 1.4 million. He had a 52 mantle was the only other one I saw. And yes. And that was a PSA eight. And that one sold for 2.1 million. So. Now, you know what's interesting? That's selling for 2.1. The last couple of nines have sold over five million. The fact that that's selling for two over two, I would think if if a PSA nine were to go to auction right now, it probably goes over six. Um, I that oh PSA nine over six, you think? Well, because Rob paid what five point two. Yeah, yeah. I I I would guess Rob, whose last right. name will not be pronounced. <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing was just a few hours ago, Tops came out with their first look at the twenty twenty two Top Series One design. Um, I don't know. Again, I've been around baseball cards and collecting them when I was a little kid, then took a break and now back into it. This doesn't look excite exciting whatsoever. I didn't and see it. oh uh yeah, check it. 2022 Tops Series One design. The consensus on Twitter is what did you do? Like it doesn't it doesn't look like anything, it just looks like a plain boring card. Um, but they're advertising like breaking news. Fire! First look at the 2022. It's just a plain like looking at it now. Nothing special about it. Um, I don't see the point. I was kind of curious what the collectors out there thought of this. Um, but it's just like 2021. What are we? Yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of guys in the comment section just saying like, take a chance at least. Like make it look like a little different. Chance, take a chance. (laughs) Andy Bernard style. If you change your actually, you know the only thing that's interesting about it, the cover. Picture is uh, Wander. Wander, yep. Well, there you go. He's not going to be in series two or update. So, <laughs> oh well. I mean, that's that's actually interesting to of note. Um. So anyway, that's uh, straight facts, homie. Good job today. I like that. Hey, we do have the last one. We got to hit. I know we're going overtime, but hit it. Picks from phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I had Messi on here with Barcelona. We talked about that with Jason. Guys, did want to get your opinion. Somebody posted in the group, Matt said, hey, where are all these guys who are pumping up Top Shot? What's what's going on with that? Any, oh, I saw that. Any any comments on Top? I have nothing. I haven't paid attention in months. I don't care. It's not going away, though. Here's the thing. I also don't, I'm not, I, I don't know that many people in the Facebook group that were pumping it up. The guys who were, like Jameson came on here, I don't know that he was pumping it. He made a bunch of money with it. So I know a lot of guys who made a lot of money. It's not anywhere near where it was, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line is like there were so many people that made money on it, so it's going to be hard to die uh, that yeah. quickly. And the but, releases, you can still make really good money on the packs. I still hate it, by the way. You can do well in the packs, though. I I will say all the I've got, you know, from from one of our fans who sent over uh, some cards, Kobe White, 
a Kendrick Nunn and uh, who is it? Michael Porter Jr. I have three moments. They're all like between four and six dollars. Okay. Uh, when I first got them, they were like twenty to thirty dollars each. But what's um, a pack cost? It depends on the pack of the rarity of the pack. Um, but again, I will say the pack thing is still kind of annoying. Like I've gone in there. I have tried to buy a pack so many times. Oh, it's tough. It's unbelievable. Never been able to get one. So it's not to say that it's dead, but it definitely does not have the flair that it once had. It's going to need something new, maybe a new backer, maybe some other component, maybe a physical component even. But at this point, like it needs something to bring it back in the limelight. Yeah. And again, I just don't know. Even like, like I said, when Jameson was on here, we haven't really had guys on here pumping it to dump it. The guys, I, I just don't, I wasn't really sure what the point of the post was, I, I guess. Like, if somebody was like outright pumping, I have no problem calling people out. Like, Gary Vee and the other social people in February were pumping the card market. Then they go cold. We criticize them. But they were pumping it and talking about it and telling you how to spend your money. I didn't see a lot of that in my circle, at least with Top Shot, so I don't really, and I don't care about Top Shot, so there you go. It's more time I want to spend. Interesting thing from Card Ladder. Card Ladder, of course, tracks sales, verifies sales through eBay and some other sites. They are now specifically tracking sales made on my slabs. Oh, interesting. At some point, Matthew and David should start paying me for this, but <laughs> that's fine. They're that's... too tall to be trustworthy, quite frankly. Um, my you got slabs, those shirts. That was payment enough. Yeah, okay. My slabs is a great site. It's very. You have to become verified to sell instant payments. If you any misstep, they throw you. It's very regular, which I like. Card Ladder is now taking those sales, those comps, into account on their site, which is a good thing. Just more sales to be tracked, which I like. Um, there's even some speculation they may start doing that with Whatnot, although I don't know that they will, and I hope that they don't, quite frankly, because Whatnot, the live auction, the FOMO thing, I don't love the idea of those becoming comps, but that's fine. Uh, I have the Whatnot note. Again, we're going to be live tomorrow night, Friday, 8 o'clock Central. Huge giveaway. Probably going to end up being about 1000 bucks because we're going to give away a bunch of crap during. Come by and hang out. Just follow the channel, Sports Cards Nonsense, all one word. 8 o'clock Central Time. CST, you may. Uh, Jared Duran, the prospect for the Red Sox. The Subway guy? Oh, I don't. Cancel culture. (laughs) We're not talking about Jared. Jaron Durant, not Jared. Jaron Durant. His first prospect cards and autos were in 2020 Bowman, along with Bobby Witt, Jason Dominguez, that class. He got called up. He's expected to play against the Yanks in this weekend's series. I would expect his stuff to start moving. There's been a little bit of a bump already. If you're looking to sell the kid, because that's why you bought him, this weekend's probably an excellent time. Um, and if you're looking to hold him long-term, just nice to know your investment just went up a little bit. Top shot, da, 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 da. Prism Basketball Retail just started hitting the shelves. It's funny. I had like five different guys hit me up yesterday with it. Prism Retail Basketball is everywhere. It is selling for a fraction of what it did last year. That guy DJ talked about it from Panini when he was on here, how they've they've been making certain SKUs, a lot of it. I would be a little cautious buying a ton of Panini Prism retail brands, like hangers, blasters, uh, megas, whatever else the other SKUs are. It just seems like it is all over the place. I don't love the draft class anyways. I don't like the timing of it. The season's going to be done. All those guys are done playing at least. I would I would be careful and let the market settle before I'd spend and tie up a ton of money. If you're getting it allocated or getting it at retail price, that's one thing. But to buy from flippers and resellers right now, I'm curious where that market ends up because it is not going to be like the last two years of Prism Retail. And then I did just want to make one Stephen A. Smith has been all over the news. I don't even know if you heard this. The guy who was like making a big... He's the ESPN... ESPN guy. Yep. He's, like a, he's like the equivalent of a shock jock. He says stupid <laughs> things to get attention. Okay. 
Well, when you have somebody like this who makes dumb statements to get attention, eventually they say something that's actually offensive because he's an oh, idiot. Uh-oh. So he was like saying how it's bad for baseball that Otani's the face of the league and he uses an interpreter. Okay, first oh, of all, come on. Otani speaks better English than most people on this show, <laughs> for sure. Here's the other thing. Trout's been the face of baseball the last decade. Baseball has significantly declined in, in viewers almost yeah. every year. Nobody cares about baseball. I don't think it would hurt to have someone who's not, who changes it up a little bit. Yeah, Obviously, Otani's, what's, it's Otani's not working a with young guy, a young guy with huge international appeal and is a talent like we have not seen in forever. Hey, just a heads up, Stephen A., you donkey. Vlad Guerrero Jr., another one of the faces of the game, uses an interpreter. What are we talking about? Maybe it's a good thing that we're bringing in other markets. It's certainly been good for the card market in baseball. Viewership of the All-Star Game and the Homer Derby were massive this year. I just, you want to say things to be shocking and cool. I hope, I, I just, I have no use for Stephen A. Smith anyways. This was a stupid, I'm not offended by, I don't get offended by anything, but this was just a stupid statement. It's not even factual. That's why it's so dumb. So I don't like it. Just, it has nothing to do with anything relevant to the sport. Otani, being a phenom, has brought more interest and eyes on baseball than anything else that's happened in the last, I don't know, 20 years. He is the biggest story. When you get compared to Babe Ruth, it's probably not a bad thing. Vlad Jr., so much excitement around that kid. So I don't know what we're talking about. I just can't stand Stephen A. I want to make sure I got a shot at him at the end. There <laughs> I you like go. how you said you, you're never offended about anything. <laughs> well, I don't get offended to the point where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't watch this. This guy should be fired because of it. I, I don't care about those things. I yes. think there's plenty of fake offense out there anyways. So I, I don't get wrapped up in that. I just thought it was a stupid thing to say and it had no validity. Not but, a wise comment. Okay, calm down, Mr. PC, Jesse Gibson. We get it. Take a breath. Um, that's it. We'll be back on Monday. I had a note on here to buy something on Starstock. We obviously ran out of time. We're going way over. If you want to buy something on Starstock, get a free $10. Go to sportscardsnonsense.com under our card services. Follow the link and get yourself some free money. You can also check out Card Ladder on there and save 20% off a membership. 15%, but who's counting? Is it 15? Whatever, <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Just you may save twenty. Don't do the math. You're yeah, gonna save money. Don't. You're gonna save money. That's all you need to know. There you go. Elite football comes out tomorrow. I forgot to mention it. I believe the base rookie is gonna be in college uniform. The pen pals though will be the first autos in pro uniforms. The pen pal set always does really well. Uh, I think it's a good product. Not crazy expensive this year, which I'm surprised with, uh, especially since there's talk now Justin Fields may be on the field early rather than later for the Bears. So him, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. Could be an interesting season. Even Mac Jones. I don't know what's going to happen up there, but we'll do some more NFL talk coming up. We'll be back on Monday. I have nothing else to say. Do you? Have a great weekend. Brought to you by the ring. You blew it. <laughs> Brought to you by the ring. That was a test. You failed. Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Powered, paid for, sponsored by Spotify. I don't know what the, employed They're by Spotify. It. I don't know what we're doing. You can listen to it anywhere you get your podcast. Oh, oh. Up. Officially, as of Monday, we have actual merch. Uh, you'll oh, have to yes. go to the Ringer website for it. Uh, we'll put okay. out the link on Monday. But just uh, so you know, real logo that we can actually sell now. So or yeah, Ringer we can can't sell, sell it, so. but that's fine. Actually, look good. I saw the shirts. Uh, Amy yeah. sent over some pictures. I like the I like the logo. Look pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to get a couple in time for national. I don't know if we'll have time. I don't know if they'll come in time though. But it would be nice if they did. Yeah, we've always thank got you the to, knockoff ones that we'll give away, so that's fine. Yeah, and thank you to Jason from Soccer Cards United, uh, yes. their soccer card podcast. I like the kid. I thought he was pretty good. Oh, the, he could have said nothing and just 
I could listen to that Irish brogue all day. Yeah, he's literally never seen a soccer game <laughs> in his life. Didn't matter. No, I like it. I, I think if we're going to talk soccer again, we'll have him back on. Absolutely. Do you concur? I concur. Oh, better than the guy in the movie. Oh. All right, that's your show. We'll see you Monday. Later. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.